Triple Play Fantasy's football show with D. Mindy, Brass Dadamis, Doc, and Johnny Foosball starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome in to another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Football Show. We are a proud member of the Fantrax Podcast Network and the FantraxHQ.com fam. D-Mendy here, joined as always by Johnny Foosball. John, what's the next stock we're looking to invest in? Um, I, without giving financial advice, you have to leave that qualifier. I saw it on a Yahoo Finance article. They do medicine, but for pets. Five- advice and financial advice from Mr. Johnny Foosball. No, no financial advice. That's that's the disclaimer. <laughs> I'm buying that stock first thing in the morning. Also joined tonight by a guy who has a certain four touchdown game finally cleared from his conscience, and it's the doc, Eric Mendelson. What's going on? You know, talking with Danny Woodhead today and telling him he screwed me in fantasy five years ago is the monkey I needed off my back. Happy for you, man. It was like therapy, and I'm glad we got that done for you. I can actually say it's the first time I've been nervous in probably like three years. <laughs> it was pretty funny, but rounding out the normal crew, Brad Sardamas is not here tonight, so we upgraded and stepped up. And joining us this week, let's hit it, boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Joining us this week, we welcome in a man that is the definition of level up, a writer for Ball Blast Fantasy, co-host of Fantasy Football Confidential, and a contributor for Fantasy Intervention. If you're a team in Miami, he's your A1 day one, the master of memes, the prince of Photoshop, the flashback Friday figure, it's Mr. Troy King. Yeah. That's one hell of an intro, man. Yo, so I got to say, did you, did you... Pick that song on purpose because like I played it and I did like the limp sync battle, or you just really like that song. <laughs> you know what? When I was like, I gotta pick a flashback jam, and for like for some reason, that's the one I remember you pumping the most. Yeah, I, that was that was a one hell of an intro. I can't lie. It's probably out of all the podcasts I've been on, that was the best intro for oh, sure. Oh man, so. you're just <laughs> floating up my ego from the start. I love it, man. It, we're Bob really Gilchrist happy. With, I was gonna say Bob Gilchrist with the court jester jokes. Man. <laughs> Bob's a jerk, man. No, Bob's my guy, but he's a jerk. And he's a Patriots fan. I don't even know how I talk to him, to be honest. (laughs) He does make some good stuff, though. He actually made a a header for me last night, and it was pretty dope. Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing what he does. (laughs) But um, So, Troy, you do approve of the song choice, though. That was, if I were going to pick one song to intro you, and that's the one, right? Oh, that was that was beautiful. It was excellent. I love that. It, I that was an excellent song choice to intro me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Troy. We're gonna need some of that that energy and some of that fire and some of that football knowledge because in the huddle tonight we have Triple Play Fantasy's Super Bowl prop bet show. So trying to win some cash, find out some weird ass prop bets, need some entertainment with no football in almost two weeks. Well, we got you covered. We're going to talk about some fun prop bets and kind of give you some keys to help win you some money this weekend. After that, we're going to go into our question of the week. What are the most likely, what are you more likely to get correct before you die? A March Madness bracket or a 10 team prop bet parlay? And as always, we have our game of the week revealed at the end of the show. So if you guys are ready to get another episode started, then man, we're here to do it for you. Let's roll. 
And we're going to roll right into the news and notes here. And Troy, you know, we're going to start this out with the Lions sending Matthew Stafford to the Rams. As Adam Schefter of ESPN.com reported, the deal will send the Lions longtime star to L.A. in exchange for Jarrett Goff and some draft picks. The exact terms lay out as Matthew Stafford going to the Rams. The Lions get Goff, a 2021 third, a 2022 first and a 2023 first. What were your thoughts of this trade from both sides? Do you feel like one team won over the other? I think the Lions got uh, sorry. The Rams got fleeced. The Rams got fleeced, and you know what? It's because here's the thing, right? So Stafford is better than Goff. Like that's there's not much argument there. He's better, but they obviously gave up. A, and Rams clearly hate draft picks. They always giving up their first round picks. So they just they they playing it like it's fantasy, and they're trying to win this year. Like that's how they do the trade. But not only that, they for that trade to end up being a win they have to make a super bowl run because the rams have been playoff contenders for the past couple years and obviously they went to a super bowl with Goff. so by doing this trade they believe that stafford is the piece they need to potentially go to the super bowl and win it so if they don't at least if if they don't at least compete or like go to like the championship game before the super bowl then it's a failure to me it's a failure and i believe that the lions they were in a situation where they they reap the benefits. Like, I don't know how Goff's going to be. I think Goff is still a decent quarterback. I don't think he sucks. But I think that you get a quarterback and you get all these, you know, first-round picks and you get the third. So I think the Lions won that trade for sure. Do you think any part of this trade had to do with him texting about Sean McVay's girlfriend? <laughs> I heard those rumors. I don't think so, man. I just think that it's all about – I think it's about performance. And Jared Goff, it's – Ever since he lost in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, he hasn't looked like the same quarterback. I don't know what it is, but ever since then, he looks like he's struggled. And he just is inconsistent. There's some games where he looked awesome. He threw for like three, four touchdowns. In other games, he looked like he had no idea what he was doing. So I believe it was just an inconsistent play where they're like, hey, you just can't do it anymore. You're gone. Yeah, and it's interesting. I think they released the Vegas odds, and I think the Rams are like the sixth highest team now. So it Definitely, they're recognizing the upgrade. Doc, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, I agree with Troy. I mean, the Rams got fleeced. It's funny when we had Jamie Eisenberg on last week and we were talking what we think Stafford would go for. We said a second and maybe a, a conditional don't, Oh, pick. you're forgetting something. Who said a first-round pick? Don't, don't slander my name. Oh, I said a second round and a conditional. So the fact that they got Jared Goff, who's a starting caliber quarterback, I think we all agree that uh, Stafford is an upgrade, but... It's interesting. I think the Rams need to win a Super Bowl. I don't even think getting there is enough because he gave up two first-round picks for Jalen Ramsey, two first-round picks for Jared Goff a couple of years after signing him to that mega extension. You're basically going all in now. You don't count Super Bowl appearances. You count Super Bowl titles. So I think they need to win, and I don't think that even though they're the fifth or sixth favorite team that they're going to be that coming into 2021. That's fair. A couple guys checking in here. Our guy P2W. Before Troy became TikTok famous. Mr. Mike Faea checking in. Mr. Positivity. Love Mike. Uh, Johnny, what about you? What are your thoughts? There's not much else to say. It's pretty much a Super Bowl or bust move uh, by definition. I just love the the fact that the Rams haven't picked in the first round for a decade by the time this will be. <laughs> That's just, I've, I've never seen that before. <laughs> they always just throw their chips in. That's just what they're doing. I'm glad I'm not a fan because it would frustrate the hell out of me. 
Uh, but we're going to see how this plays out. It's going to be interesting. Like Troy was saying, it's pretty much win now or this trade is going to be worthless for you. So we'll see how that plays out. But the next bit of news, and this has been kind of hovering around for a while, but it became official this past week. Deshaun Watson officially asking for a trade from the Texans. And he's trying to get away to a new destination, but it's hard because he has a no trade clause at the moment. The Texans also don't seem too keen on dealing him. They're talking about the Dolphins, the Jets, maybe even the Panthers being as suitors. Troy, what do you think, man? Are you thinking that uh, he actually gets traded into any of those teams? Is a team going to come out of the Warworks and try to get him? What are your thoughts with this whole thing? I believe it, the favorites are the ones that you listed. Me being a Homer Dolphins fan, right? So I get a lot of questions about this because I am a Tua fan, but I'm not an idiot. Clearly, Deshaun Watson is way better than Tua. And if Deshaun Watson were on this Dolphins, talk about a Super Bowl team, that would make sense. Because of our defense, if we had Deshaun Watson, we're easily Super Bowl contenders. You know, so from that perspective, I would do a deal if I were the Dolphins to try and grab him. And obviously he has that no trade clause, but he could amend it if he wanted to, if it was a destination that, you know, he sees fit. So I believe the Dolphins make the most sense. I've heard the Jets, but I don't understand why he would want to go to the Jets. Granted, they have a new head coach, which might help the culture, but he's Sean Watson's looking to win a Super Bowl. He's not looking to just get paid and be on a good team because with Houston, they made it to the playoffs. They've had disappointing playoff runs and there's some disappointing seasons, obviously this one. So I believe the Jets, it, it would just I just don't see that as a realistic landing spot because of i'm assuming his goal is to win a super bowl the dolphins make more sense the panthers their defense isn't great but they have weapons so talk about obviously christian mccaffrey dj moore robbie anderson so that would make sense too if he wanted to choose them just because of the weapons and they could potentially make a strong playoff run with deshaun watson any other team everyone the colts are always kind of brought up when you think of a landing spot is because of their offensive line and their defense. So if you somehow, I don't see how that's going to happen. If some magical way he ends up there, they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. But they're in division, so that's a really, really far-fetched <laughs> idea. But, you know, just throwing it out there, you know, right at this moment, we have no idea. So That's the first one I've heard of the Colts. So if that happens, <laughs> I know who I'm crediting for that well, one. Doc. Well, then they, would they, David, would they trade him I in the division? A no, they, they wouldn't trade in the division. But it would just be – they would have to have some crazy trade for that to ever happen. If it but, was Bill O'Brien, I wouldn't rule it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Johnny, what were you going to say? I was going to say I've been hearing reports, and this is reports – that there's some Derek Carr interest with two first-rounders, which means they flip in a three-way trade Derek Carr and four first-rounders uh, <laughs> for Deshaun Watson. So I'm just saying, I'm hearing reports of that. I think it'd be fun, and that's not a homer pick or anything. It's just dual benefits. Get rid of Derek Carr, get Deshaun Watson. I I think that's just the Raiders homer in you coming out. No, this is your reports. You can look on Twitter now, David. You I'll go to I'll go to RaidersNation.com. You didn't repair it until no, the last minute. I Was just it saw that too. I just saw that too, to be honest. It just came through. <laughs> that's nuts. If that happens, John, I'm actually nervous. You guys might challenge us for the division. I, I heard the Pats may get uh, Derek Carr. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be interesting. Uh, let's go to the last bit of news here. And that's Jason Witten finally announcing his retirement this time, supposedly, after two years coming back into the game. He actually, I think, already has a coaching job. He's going to coach a high school team, if I'm not mistaken. 
what was your guys' lasting memories going to be of Jason Winton, Troy? Uh, I would say I'm going to be respectful and I'm going to remember him as a cowboy because everything after that was horrible. <laughs> Talking about him on Monday night. Yeah, him on Monday night, him with the Raiders. I don't even know. I don't even understand the signing for the Raiders. That was just a wasted. I don't even know what the hell that was. I'm gonna pretend that never happened. Monday night, he'll always be infamous for Monday <laughs> night. But I'm going to be respectful and remember him as a Hall of Fame tight end. Look, he had a great career. He's gonna end up in the Hall of Fame. I was a huge fan. He was he was very productive. So I remember him as a Hall of Fame tight end. John, your girlfriend doesn't think he's going to the Patriots, but um, so is any? Am I the I'm only not one, saying people are saying. Am, am I the only one that's going to remember him because of his red arms? Like that's the thing that's always going to come in my mind. His red <sighs> arms, like I don't know what you mean by that, but so like whenever he would play in the cold, like he was like, always sweating, and it and seemed like, like he was always his body was always like a different color. No, I now can't remember. <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to remember him for catching a go-ahead touchdown against the Chiefs just for their defense to blow it in the last two minutes. Oh, could have swept the season series against the Chiefs. Yeah. So so here's my lasting memory. I remember one of the celebrity mean tweets from Jimmy Kimmel. So he reads, Jason Witten, slow as hell, LOL, but it works. And now I can just imagine him running at 0.5 speed and just like still being able to get yak. It- it works though. <laughs> it does work. I don't know how it works. Like he somehow he gets open, he gets the ball, but he's slow. Like I don't. He finds a way to get open. It's it's like he's hypnotizing the defense and somehow is able to find a way to be able to get receptions. I don't know how he did it, but he did it consistently. Does any one of us think we could outrun him right now? Yes, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to go that far. He's still an NFL player. Maybe not That's with true. pads or something because he's used to it. But They will have to reach out to him, see if we can make that happen. But if you like hearing us talk about racing Jason Witten, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button wherever you find your podcasts. Want to hear more Triple Play? Great news for you. We have a fantasy baseball and a basketball show that you can check out, available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the content, how about lighting up that Apple Podcast app with a five-star rating and review to support the show? Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy. Eric and Brad run our social media and provide daily questions, horrible takes, and, of course, our weekly episode drops. And I want to tell you guys a story. So you guys know how Adam and Eve goes, right? The, the story of Adam and Eve, they, uh, they leave out the important, crucial detail. By God, it wasn't the Apple that tempted him. It was the Triple Play Fantasy Podcast. <laughs> Heck, who wouldn't risk their soul to listen to an episode of the show with Troy King? I know I would. Keep on making sure you listen to us for an amazing offseason of football content with no shortage of incredible guests. And thank you to the loyal listeners for your continued support each and every single week. And we'll jump into the Super Bowl 55 prop bet show right after this quick break. And we are talking Super Bowl 55 prop bets. So we've got some player props, we've got some late game props, and we've got just just for fun props. So we've got a little mix of everything, help you win a little bit of cash money this Sunday. That's what we're here for. So without further ado, let's dive right in and let's talk about some player props. And we're going to start at the quarterback position, Troy. We got Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. So we can talk about Mahomes first. Over or under 327 and a half passing yards and two and a half passing touchdowns. How are you feeling about that? I'm gonna go over. I most of the time, honestly, like I, 
I'm pretty confident. I believe that it's going to be a competitive game. I've heard some people have this tag about it's not going to be an exciting Super Bowl. I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be a great matchup, <laughs> and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be high scoring. You know, obviously the Bucks have a, I think a better defense than Kansas City, but I believe that they're going to force Patrick Mahomes to have to throw the ball. So I'm going to go over. All right, I like that call, especially as the Chiefs fan on this podcast. Doc, are you with uh, Troy on that? So I'm going over on the passing yards because I think Mahomes is going to get him down the field. But then once they're at the goal line, I see a couple, you know, uh, running back touchdowns, maybe Darrell Williams getting a two-yarder, Mahomes maybe even getting a rushing touchdown, maybe a McCall Hardman sweep or something. If Mahomes gets over two and a half touchdowns, one will be a gimmick touchdown, and that leads to John. Yeah, I was going to say, you said Michael Harmon with a sweep. They they give those as passing touchdowns for Mahomes most of the time. So. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You're such a hater. It's not even funny. It's yeah. true, though. It's so, Don, are you, are you going over or under for both? I'm going over because, like I said, they do sort of force feed Mahomes on the goal line almost. So, Eric, that's a weird take that they're somehow going to not do gimmick uh, plays to Travis Kelsey. But I think that with the rushing defense – revitalized uh, with Vita Vea coming back. I don't think there's going to be a lot of running room and to do anything, they're going to have to throw the ball. And that's going to be what they're doing, David. I think he gets the over on both of those in a loss. Okay. Well, I don't think they're losing. But. Yeah, I'm ignoring that last part. I think that's just hatred. <laughs> Johnny, let's stay with you then. Let's bring up Tom Brady. What about his? And right now, his over under projected stats are 296 and a half passing yards and two and a half passing touchdowns. What are you thinking? I think he's under on the passing yards, over on the touchdowns. That just seems like a, a clinical Brady game where he gets just enough once they get in the red zone, but he's not lighting it up with like 330 yards or something. Doc? I'm going over on both. If you're the Bucks, you didn't bring in uh, Tom Brady to have him not throw in the most important game. I think it'll probably be something of what we saw the Bills do against the Ravens, where they literally just threw it like the first 17 plays, maybe like 14 to three on that. So I'm going over on everything, including the over 0.5 rush yards. Oh, I was you're, you're getting my tease out a little early. Troy, why don't you think about the, the passing and the touchdowns, and then we'll hit that last part. Sure. So I'm going to actually kind of steal Doc's answer, but for Mahomes, I think he's going to be over on passing, but I believe he's going to be under on the passing touchdowns because I believe that that's where they're going to, it's going to be a Ronald Jones for net in the goal line. I believe that's what's going to, I think he's going to get him there. And I think it's going to be a rushing touchdown because I believe that happened a lot. And not Keyshawn Vaughn. Let's see. Keyshawn Vaughn breakout game. <laughs> right. He's going to be holding everybody. Up. He's going to hold the waters for everybody during Super Bowl. Say good job. Pat him on the butt. That's his job. <laughs> but Fournette and Rojo, they'll begin, I think, a couple of rushing touchdowns. Yeah, playoff Lenny, man. Playoff Lenny is a real thing right now. Um, so then I'll just ask kind of you guys. Just give me a thumbs up or thumbs down. Or just what are you thinking? Is it? The easiest over to take 0.5 rushing yards from Tom Brady. Think no, because he's going to be he's going to be kneeling it at the end, David. It's negative three yards. I think the prop bet actually takes out the kneeling, and I think I read the kneeling and any negative plays. I'll double check that, but that does sound like a, a prop bet that would favor Tom Brady. Only positive plays count. No, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's the easiest over without having to even think yeah. about it. So. Uh, if you're going to pick one bet from this show, that's the one to take. <laughs> uh, let's move to the running backs, though. 
And let's talk about Darrell Williams first. And right now he is over under 32 and a half rushing yards and two and a half receptions. Troy, what are you thinking? You know what's funny? I I have this gut feeling that Darrell Williams is going to have I'm not I'm not saying he's gonna be doing what Damian did last year in the Super Bowl, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has a really good game, even against the Bucks rushing defense. Because I believe that the Bucs are going to be, again, the Chiefs are known for passing, right? So I don't know if they're going to really be playing for the run anyway. They're going to be expecting Patrick Mahomes to pass. But I believe that the Chiefs can take advantage of that by, you know, running the ball in certain situations. I just believe that Daryl Williams, he has performed when he's gotten the opportunity more than anyone expected. So I'm going to go over on the rushing yards, and I'll go over on the receptions too. I think he's going to surprise everybody. So, Troy, I like that answer, especially because he's going to be in the game most of the time with how rough Tampa Bay's pass rush is without Eric Fisher there. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is not blocking anybody yeah. on that line. So they're going to need Daryl Williams in there to block. So he'll be in there a lot of snaps, a lot of third downs to get those dump-off passes if they let him rush and get in there for some screens. So I, I like that call on both fronts. Johnny, do you agree? Yeah, I do because – and. <laughs> It's. I don't think the Chiefs are going to have a day rushing, obviously, but 32 and a half is not a lot, especially if I think he's going to be the guy for the game, like you said, instead of Clyde. So I definitely got to go over on that. And because, I mean, that's just one, like one breakout play can pretty much hit it. One 20 yard run, and he's pretty much in the golden for getting 32 yards. And then with the receptions, I think that one's a little bit more of a toss up, but. Two and a half, I think I'd, I'd bet on it going over just because, like, one series, all of a sudden he's over it. I agree. Doc, same thing? Over rushing yards, uh, like John said, you could get that in one run. I'm actually going to go under on the receptions because I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and David, you'd probably know better than I do, but I think he's going to probably be in pass-catching situations. Le'Veon Bell will probably be healthy enough to play. Le'Veon Bell might be inactive, if I'm being Ooh. honest. He might be. I, I, I don't know if that's a hot take. I, don't, I think he'll be inactive. Okay. All right. Well, he picked, the, he, he picked the right team going to the Chiefs then. He's going to get a free Super Bowl <laughs> ring maybe. But I just three receptions is a lot because he's splitting a backfield with me. And they have so many weapons that can get open. Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, Hardman. I just don't see Mahomes doing that many checkdowns. All right. Fair enough. Let's go to the other side of the ball then with the Bucks, And we'll just bring up Leonard Fournette. 47 and a half rushing yards and three and a half receptions. It catches up a little bit here. Doc, let's just stay with you. What about Leonard Fournette? Yeah, I'm going over on the rushing yards. I think he's now the clear 1A in that offense, especially, like you said, playoff Lenny is a real thing. I'm going to go under on the receptions. It's funny, his line last week was two and a, or two weeks ago was two and a half receptions, and it was plus money. It was plus 180, which means betting 10 to win 18 that he got over two and a half catches. So I think last week was an anomaly. I think he caught four or five. I see it being more in that one to two range. Thanks for the lesson. I didn't know that. Yeah, you don't gamble, David. So, yeah. Johnny, what about you? I think he is going to get over uh, on the yards. Uh, Rojo looks like he's had some injury problems already in the playoffs. So, I think they're going to want to put that their healthiest foot forward and the guy who's running hot right now, which is half the battle. And I think he goes under on reception. So, I don't want to just steal Eric's, but. You know, he's not really a receiving back. <laughs> no, I mean, 
It's it's true. He, I mean, he's been getting more looks, but it's not guaranteed. He also, I think, dropped like three balls last week, so you never know. <laughs> Troy, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'll throw my answers, man. I was gonna go <laughs> over over on Russian because again, and it was gonna be my same argument that he's not a great pass catcher. He keeps dropping the ball, so I just think that based off of that, it doesn't give me confidence that he's gonna go over on reception. So I'm just gonna copy y'all on that. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Let's go to the pass catchers here at the wide receiver position. Troy, I'm going to let you pick first between Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. Which one do you want to to pick to talk about? And then I'll read the line. Let's go with Hill. All right. So Tyreek Hill over under six and a half receptions and 91 and a half receiving yards. What are you thinking? Ooh, this was really hard. I think he went off the last time they played. So I got to go over on everything. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, after what, just after what he did to him. That's what it is from the last time they matched up. I got to go over. I just feel like he's just going to – I don't know if they're going to have an answer for him. I have no idea what they're going to do, and so I'm going to go over on both. So it's going to be interesting how the Bucks approach this game because if they're like, we're not letting him beat us, and they're going to bracket him or do some kind of strategy that Kelsey could eat. Yeah. So That's it, why I had the under. It, it's interesting. It, I mean, you could take either side, and no one's going to look at you funny because he burned them for 200 yards in the first quarter last time. So it's like, even if he's half of that, that's still, he's going to be hitting it. Uh, Johnny, why don't you give us between Godwin and Evans, which one would you like? I like Chris Godwin. I just have since the beginning of the season. Um, I know he's got a little bit higher numbers he has to hit, but. So let uh, me, I'll read his line is five and a half receptions and 71 and a half yards. I think that's really doable for him. Uh, and again, it's sort of like the backfield, but it's a little bit less clear because who knows, Antonio Brown may end up taking a lot of it, but, uh, I'm more likely to go with Chris Godwin than Mike Evans for this game. So a key thing will be who goes in the slot because Legereus Sneed is the chief's best corner by leaps and bounds and he plays in the slot. So whoever lines up there is going to have a lot tougher time than anybody that plays on the outside. Breland is okay at best. And we rotate at the second quarter consistently. So uh, the guys that are going to be on the outside are definitely going to eat. So that'll be. Go ahead, sorry, I was going to say, I don't know if Antonio Brown's playing, to be honest. So the, the, reports, yeah. the reports are not, in, they're, they're very pessimistic. So if he's out there, he might just be a decoy. I don't, he, I don't see him making a big impact because the practice reports have not been encouraging. So I think based off of that, it might be beneficial for Godwin. I think Evans hits his overs. Godwin, I don't know. If if Brown isn't in the game, or even if he is and he's limited, I think Godwin could hit his overs as well. Let me ask you. On that you note, got, why didn't you bring up the fastest wide receiver in the NFL, self-proclaimed fastest wide receiver in the NFL, Scott uh, Miller? Uh, <laughs> Scott, I don't want to talk about him. Give us bulletin board material. I'm all for it. Daka, why don't you talk about Mike Evans real quick, whose line right now is at four and a half receptions for 62 and a half yards. Yeah, well, I think it's kind of interesting. Do you, does any part of you guys think that Bruce Arians brought Antonio Brown on only because Tom Brady did? And when it's on the biggest game, it's kind of like a, a middle finger to you of like, hey, you're not playing in the biggest game. You got us here, but we don't want you. That's so confusing. It does not make any type of sense. I, to me. I don't think any coach for the Super Bowl is playing like mind games on yeah. who Bill Belichick benching Malcolm Butler. That's he must true. have done something. Yeah. Bill <laughs> Belichick benched Malcolm Butler, who played ni- over 97% of the snaps that year. So mind games he's definitely happen. He's not Bill Belichick, though. That is yeah. true. 
But uh, <laughs> for me, I'm taking actually the under on the receptions, assuming Antonio Brown does play in the playoffs. He is six, one, and three. Uh, so he just hasn't been getting as much um, looks. I, I think, like John said, Godwin's getting been getting more. Scotty Miller, I think Tyler Johnson as well. But I'm actually going over on the yards because he'll take a lot of deep shots to Mike Evans. And if there is a prop bet for him to get a touchdown, which there is, you should take that because he seems to get these two-yard touchdown catches. That's where he looks, him and Gronk, him and Gronk for sure. Let's go to the tight end position. Let's talk about Travis Kelsey, who has an over <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> You don't even want me to read the line. You guys take over. Everybody just, over. just pick the over. Over. <laughs> it's seven I, and a half catches for 97 and a half yards. Over. I don't understand. I, I, I don't know how you could pick the under. Like I thought about it. And I'm like, nah, I can't do it. I can't. I That's the it. easiest one. All right. Yeah. I mean, he's like, the middle of the field. If you take what we were talking about earlier and they just try to bracket Tyreek Hill wide open Kelsey over the middle. And if they just guard him each one-on-one, they, he's still going to get his. So uh, I think it's the easy one. I think, I think you guys are right on. If the media didn't have a hard on for Mahomes and him automatically win MVP if the Chiefs win, can you I stop? Say, I would can say you? Kelsey. <laughs> I'm tired of this Mahomes slander on this pod. Troy's going to back me up. Troy, Troy it's Mahomes. not slander wait, if it's based uh, in wait, truth, David. Uh, last year, Damian Williams should have won the MVP. Yes, it's thank either, you. It was, it's, I'm sorry, it wasn't. He clearly was the MVP <laughs> of the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, he, Mahomes sucked until the fourth quarter. Like we, we can't. <laughs> We can't ignore that. He was horrible the first three quarters. It's a quarterback award, just like the MVP. It is. Damian Williams should have won it. I was, Damian, I was like, come on, man. Damian Williams <laughs> is a playoff god. I keep telling David that. We'll see. Well, let's move to the next section. That's late prop bets. So the first one I have here, will there be a score in the last three and a half minutes of the fourth quarter, Troy? Yes. No hesitation. Nope. No hesitation. Yes. Johnny? Yes, and it's a go-ahead touchdown to put Tom Brady in the lead over Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm catching up in my eyes. It's funny. Uh, and I don't like that comment. Uh, go ahead, Doc. What about you? Yes. All right. Easy enough. Let's move we to the next one. We agree on way too much, guys. Oh, great minds think alike. <laughs> Which? All right, this one This one is uh, to get a little more differentiation here. Which team will score last? Troy. Mm, I say the Bucks, but it doesn't matter because the Chiefs are still going to win it. So you think they score and then like they try to do an onside kick yeah. or hope they get a stop? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Okay, no, I, I like that. I wasn't where I thought you might go with that one. What about you, uh, Doc? Yeah, same thing. I, I feel like Chiefs are up maybe like 31-20. Patriots get a touchdown, try to get the onside kick, and they lose 31-27. All right, that one you're totally just copying, Troy. <laughs> think for yourself. Like, Eric, that's Eric, by the way, I respect the reverse jinx you got on David right now saying the, yeah, the Chiefs thank are you. going. Thank <laughs> you. I like it. Johnny, what about you? I already told you the Bucks are going to take the are going to take the lead late win the game. Wrong. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I'm, I don't. You know, I I can't. I don't want to see Tom Brady another win another Super Bowl. So I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Yeah, but like, you're not related to David. You don't want to see him if the Chiefs win another Super Bowl. Fantasy football. And, and also, I saw somebody put a, a good way to look at this. This would be like if. 
Tom Brady was in his second Super Bowl and everybody was like, no, I want him to win because he's the new guy, new kid on the block. You won't be saying that like 10 years from now. You're going to wish he lost this one. No, not me. Because <laughs> I was, Tom Brady has all my life. Tom Brady has beat the Dolphins and made me suffer. So I'll never feel, <laughs> I'll never feel that way about Mahomes as I feel about Brady. <laughs> yeah, but that but that victory you guys had last year where um, – they had like the miracle or whatever. Yeah, the Mi- Mi- Miami miracle. Miami yeah. miracle. That's got to redeem those like 15 years that Tom Brady tortured you. You handed him the worst uh, loss of his uh, career. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't make really up for it. It was nice, <laughs> but it definitely does not make up for my whole life. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's, uh, let's move to the next one here. The last score of the game is it a field goal or a touchdown? It sounds like you guys are saying it's going to be a. Touchdown. You should have wrapped wrapped this up in one question, David. <laughs> I didn't realize they were going to all tie together so well. <laughs> Is everybody on board with a, a touch, no game-winning field goal? No, I don't think that. Actually, you know, no. Be All boring. Right. Easy enough. So then, then let's get different on this one. More points will be scored in the first half or in the second half? Troy. Second. I think it's going to be a slow start, so I'll go second half. What do you think, Johnny? I don't just want to agree, so you know what? <laughs> I'll say – the opposite. First half, everybody starts really strong, and then the defenses tighten up. All right. I like it, Doc. Are you going to side with Troy again? Well, I'm going to go second half, because, but I wish I could say second quarter, because the Chiefs score like the most points in the second quarter, but I do think it's going to be slow starting. Um, I'll go second half, but that second quarter will be the highest scoring quarter of them all. It doesn't, I, I mean... You're kind of hedging your bet because you're like, <laughs> I'm second quarter down. being the highest scoring quarter. Yeah, but it, yeah, but that in the yeah. first quarter won't combine for as many points. Just in the don't, just half. don't skip Bayless it and be like, I told you the yep. second quarter was going to be. That's exactly what he's going to do next. All right, week. wait, wait. Should I do this? I said the Bayless. second half, but I really skip Bayless where he puts his feet up. The Jordans he's wearing, I can't uh, lose. Oh, I'm, I've seen it, and it's terrible. <laughs> God, that I'll was make a sure I get Ernestine on. That was a horrific sight. Uh, let's go to then the fun parts, the fun prop bets to finish this out. Troy, which song will the weekend perform first during halftime? All right, don't say. Uh, okay, I thought about this. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be Blinding Lights. I think Blinding Lights. Yeah, it's yours. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like the. That's definitely that, the most popular one. Yeah, that's the most popular one he has out right yeah. now. You got to start with that first. That's I the one. You know what? Commercial. He should start with his uh, his version of "Dirty Diana." Well, I haven't heard that one. Well, David, get hip. Come on. Um, I'm not Bro. cultured enough, I guess. Uh, so, do you guys see the commercial all the time where he's like driving up, or like everybody's singing it and all that? They're advertising for the Super Bowl. Do you guys like when the dude at the end that does the that checks him in is like writing it down and then he like looks up and is like, "Oh my God, you're the weekend." You know what I'm talking about? I've seen yeah, that commercial. That literally is the best part of the commercial. Like I cannot get enough of that every time. David, Brad, Brad would commend you on not saying who the commercial's for. Yeah, no free ads. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we don't do free ads here. Uh, let's go to the next one then. What personal fact? about Patrick Mahomes will be mentioned first, and I'll give that to you. So the choices are... Oh, I was going to say his brother is a TikTok star is going to be the first thing they bring up. The the odds right now, Mahomes will be a father, daddy, slash having a kid, or minus 150, and Mahomes getting engaged, or slash getting married, being one t- plus 110. What are you it's taking? Baby. 
baby. The baby. baby. Doc. So I'm going to go out on – does this count as a personal fact if they're like, Mahomes is the only back-to-back Super Bowl under 23. He joins this list of five other quarterbacks. Is you think he's going to – they're going to say that right off the bat? Yes. Right. That he's looking to make history. No, go they're going to say he just he just got a, a wedding ring, but he's looking for a Super Bowl ring. They're going to yeah. say something like that. I can say that. I That's a good that. one. That's a good one. Um, I'm – Eric, you're going to lose your money doing that. I think it's definitely going to be one of the ones that Troy or John said. If your mom was right, you're not seeing the weekend. Um, <laughs> so then let's move to this next one here. And this one's obviously always a classic. The first beer commercial to run. What do you guys think, Troy? You think it's a, uh, they have the exact odds right here. And it's Bud Light plus 120, Michelob Ultra plus 175, Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade plus 175. Ooh. And yeah. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer plus two hundred. Uh, I think it's the lemonade because it's this new their newer product, so they probably want to push that first. So I'll go that. The seltzers are just coming on strong. I mean, yeah. everybody I, does the seltzers. That you, John? I'm too? sad we. I'm sad we won't see a Budweiser commercial. Um, but I guess it'll have. Yeah, it'll have to be. It'll have to be a Bud Light seltzer. They are coming by storm, and. They're going to say, hey, we're Bud Light. We have seltzers because I kind of forget. Yeah. And Doc, you the same? Can't add anything that they haven't said. All right. You're easy enough. Then what about the time for the national anthem? This one's always a classic. Right now, the exact time is over two minutes is minus 120 and under two minutes is plus 120. Troy, what are you thinking? Over. I'll go over. This was, I hate these. This one is the hardest. It's always the hardest one for me by far. And to all the other bets, this one's always hard. I mean, everybody's got their stopwatches. <laughs> Just counting. Yeah. It's hilarious. Doc, what do you think? I'm going over because last year the line was at two minutes and six seconds. So you're going over? Yeah. Dude, I was every year I forget how long it's like supposed to take. So it's like a new experience every year. Do we know if it's virtual or if it's going to be in the stadium? That's a good question. Because that, that plays a big role for me. I think it's going to be uh, – that's a really good gotta question. got to be in the stadium. There's going to be 22,000 people there. I think the person singing the national anthem it won't be in attendance. I mean, the weekend's in attendance, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so he that, put up his own money for it. Yeah, so there you go. I, I'm sure they'll, they'll be in attendance. I'll go, I'll go under because it's not a huge crowd. They're not going to be singing over anyone. They're not going to be, like, showboating or anything. Uh, there's less to it, though. It'll be under. All right, what about this one? How many times will Bill Belichick be mentioned during the live broadcast? Over one and a half or under one and a half? What do you think, Troy? Over. I'm smashing the over on that one. Over. I I feel like they'll they'll say it once, and then they'll be like, all right, we've rubbed enough salt in the room. We're just going to drop it. Y'all are like, 100% on the over on that? Oh, yeah. No, I, oh, could, yeah. I could see the announcers saying it like twice if there's like a final drive Tom Brady's on where he's just, well, he used to do this with Belichick all the time and, and stuff like that. Like it's it's going to come up heavy and, yeah. heavy and so, often. So they're going to talk at least one that it's his first Super Bowl appearance without Belichick. So that's the gimme right there. Then um, you can see that for a drive or something at the end of the oh, game. Oh, Jim, he used to do this in New England with <laughs> Belichick. <laughs> Is that your is that your Romo impression? What is that? Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I thought it was some old lady. We'll have to clip that. Uh, 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm sure most people are going to be going over for sure. Uh, what about the color of the Gatorade? This one is always an interesting one as well. And we have orange at plus 100, red slash pink at plus 300, yellow, green, lime plus 450, clear plus 600, blue plus 700, and purple plus 750. There is no damn way that thing is going to be purple. Or uh, clear. It's yeah. not going to be clear. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if Jamarcus Russell was playing, it'd be purple. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that could have been. Uh, but, uh, Troy, what do you think? What color? It's orange. It's definitely orange. And I believe, like, I think I saw something where, like, every other thing that the Chiefs done, like, they have orange Gatorade. If I believe the Chiefs are going to win, I think it's going to be orange. <laughs> And if the Bucks win, wouldn't it be red? Wouldn't that make the most sense? I feel like. I well, that's why I would go red because like they're both red, so maybe they'll just be, both have red Gatorade. <laughs> and so we got Troy with the orange, Johnny with red. Doc, what about you? I'm going yellow. I feel like lemon lime is the one that hydrates you the most. Lemon wait, lime what? is wait, is, not what, enough. is that a what? Why would you say? <laughs> what makes you think? I, I just feel also, like also the lemon lime is green. Am I taking crazy pills here? Like no, lemon lime is the yellow. lemon lime is not yellow. We gotta look it up now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Go ahead and defend why it hydrates you the most, Eric. I just yeah, think I all right. I, in all my years of drinking Gatorade, you know, I think obviously the purple is at the top. The Riptide Rush, the blue is good as well. But when I drink the fruit punch. I feel like I could have an entire bottle and I'm still thirsty. Same with the orange. With the lemon lime, I need like five or six sips and I feel quenched. Of the, yeah, the, the green lemon lime Gatorade. So, all right. So depending on where you look, if you type in what color is lemon lime Gatorade, it just pops up yellow and it's from Twitter. Well, I, I guess it's not a popular opinion. One of the top results was Reddit unpopular opinions. The lemon lime Gatorade is green. Barstool also has it as green too, but... Gatorade on Twitter said it was yellow, so I guess we'll give that to you, Doc. No, thank you. Rare W. Uh, I don't think that's the best flavor, though. I think lemon lime is like... No, it uh, isn't. No, it, it is not the best flavor. I'm just saying that it's the, the most thirst-quenching. Yeah. Let's go to... I want to go to this last one here. Who will be... Or who will the Super Bowl MVP reference first? All right, so we have teammates at plus 100, God or religion at plus 225, the winning city plus 700, the USA as a whole plus 700, family plus 900, coach or coaches plus 1,000, and the owner plus 2,000. No, David, it is frontline essential workers. That's who they're going to say first. <laughs> That's not on the list. <laughs> well, then then get it on the list. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'll talk to my guys. Troy, what do you think? This just shows that people bet on anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is, I'll say God. I'll say God. What do you think, Doc? David, you got to stop asking him first because it's going to be Patrick Mahomes and he's going to say God first. Uh, so actually, Patrick Mahomes is very quick to thank his teammates a lot of the time. I'll give that little insight. He, he thanks God. He's like, none of this would be possible without my teammates. You know, I thank God. Like right, teammates right, always right. sneak in there first. Not not giving any thanks to our essential workers during a pandemic. Cool, <laughs> cool Patrick. God, you are such a hater. <laughs> Well, those are all the prop bets with the players, late game prop bets, and some fun just little prop bets in there. So luckily we have this recorded so we can go back and see who we should listen to next year. And then we can just win some money. So that'll be good. But uh, great job with that, gentlemen. Let's, Without further ado, let's move into our question of the week. Oh, yeah. 
And our question of the week is sponsored by Shady Rays. So, fellas, I got to ask you, what do you like to wear when it's sunny? When you're playing football, trying to catch a 50-yard bomb from Troy. What about playing poker or even podcasting? That's right, you wear shades. But you're tired of getting ones that don't work or make you look totally unfab. Shady Rays is here to change that in the fact they want you to look the best and own the best quality, most polarizing, and most affordable shades in the game. Whether your sunglasses break, get stretched, lost, or maybe Troy punches you in the face and they break, they'll replace that good old thing for you. For every order placed, Shady Rays donates 10 meals to Feeding America and have over 13 million meals to date. If you like what you're hearing, use code TRIPLEPLAY at checkout and you get 25% off an order of Shady Raids that includes or excludes the RX collections. Again, that's 25% off. That's that's insane. 25% off your shades with the code TRIPLEPLAY. Remember, don't throw shade. Instead, wear them and use Shady Raids. So our question of the week this week was provided by Brad, who couldn't make the show tonight. And the question is, what are you most likely to get completely correct before you die? A March Madness bracket or a 10-team prop bet parlay, Troy? What do you think? The 10-team parlay. I think 10-team. I'll, I'll never get March Madness, man. Every time, <laughs> I'll never get those right. There's no way. Like, I'm sorry. It definitely got to be the parlay. Have you ever uh, gotten any of like the crazy upsets, right? Like the 15 over the two or anything like that? No, I've never gotten that. <laughs> I think I think it was Brad it. himself who projected UMBC over Virginia. Yeah, he did. He picked Florida Gulf Coast over Georgetown that year too. He's that's why he's the Brad Stradamus. Uh, I think that's why he picked this question. Doc, what about you? All right, so I didn't trash Brad in this group chat because I waited until now. It's an odds question. You have a one in three million six hundred twenty-eight thousand eight hundred chance of getting a ten-team prop. Thing right, nerd. Your odds of winning, Mar- of getting a perfect March Madness. Isn't it bracket? just 50, 50, 50, 50? You well, you do, get? you do one time or the ten times nine times eight times seven times six, um, and then to get a March Madness bracket right is one in nine point two quintillion. So the odds are much better to get a ten team prop. Again, if I had a nerd drop, I would be using it right now. Yeah, that's there you, you. go, Johnny. What do you think? Well, Eric, they're independent events, so I think it's just a 50-50 shot every way. So it's 50 times 50 times 50 times 50 times 50 because they're not they're not dependent on each other. We'll have to talk about this off air. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I to to get it right, you have to do it. And I'll I'll never do a 10-team parlay. So that one's I have a zero out of zero chance of doing it. At least I fill out a couple brackets every year. So more likely. All right. All right, there we go. That's our question of the week. I would say the 10-team parlay for me. Just I'm never getting a perfect bracket. But let's move now to our game of the week. And we are going to do that. There we go. Oh, yeah, you fellas pumped up. Troy, I already know you're doing this. Dragon Ball. Oh, I like that. Dragon Troy, Ball. I was like... I had to get it in there. I was like, you you know what this is from. Uh, of course, <laughs> my guy, Goku, man. Oof, I love it. I'm disappointed the amount of Twitter that does not know about Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. Uh, don't get me started. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Troy's going to go Super Saiyan for this game tonight. And again, this was hosted by Brad. He sent me the game right before the show. So how this is going to work is he has... 
Super Bowl over under game. All right. And we're talking about a lot of over unders with what we did just kind of in this segment. So you get one point for getting the winning team over under and an additional point. If you guess the MVP of that Super Bowl correctly, we have five questions. So I will give you the winning team and you have to tell me if they got the over under of that, whatever their over under was. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it makes sense. All right, here we go. Start off with number one, and that's going to be Super Bowl 52 with the Eagles. The over-under for them was 35 and a half. Troy, what do you think? Over. And who was the MVP? Nick Foles. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, I, I forget the score, but I, I think it was over. And I'll go Nick Foles. And to be honest, I missed sort of when you were explaining the game because I was still doing Eric's uh, Eric's <laughs> quintillion math in my head because I, I still go. think you're wrong. <laughs> Doc, what about you? So was it the actual score if they got over that or what they had as, as- – the before Going into the game, the over-under was 35 and a half. And then their actual score, did it go over or under that? Uh, I think it went over and Nick Foles was the MVP. Well, y'all are on the board with two points right off the bat. It was 41 was the actual score they put up. And Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick, got that MVP. So nice job. Let's go to the next one, Super Bowl 50. The uh, Broncos over under for that game was 15 and a half. Johnny, who was they? Were they over or under that? And who was Super Bowl MVP? Were they over with Von Miller? Over with Von Miller is your guess? All right. Yep. It doesn't look very confident, but we'll take it. Doc? Uh, I want to say over as well with Von Miller. Troy? Over Von Miller. <laughs> Y'all, Brad needs to make tougher games. Y'all are killing it right now. Four <laughs> points out of the gate. It's going to get harder because we're going backwards in time with each one. Oh, boy. Super Bowl 47. The Ravens over under was 30. Doc? What was the actual points over, and then who was the MVP? Over and Flacco. Troy? Under and Flacco. John? Well, at, least I, at least I know it's Flacco, and then I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll go under because we went two overs. No, Troy was under two. Well, I meant the previous two questions. Oh, okay, I got you. Doc is the only one with two. Troy and John, you each get one. You both all got Flacco right. They scored 34 on the over-under. I'm I'm a 49ers fan, so I knew that, unfortunately. (laughs) There you go. Super Bowl 43, and it was the Steelers. The over-under for that game was 35 points for their team. Uh, Troy, what was the over-under, and who was the MVP? Under Ben. Under and Ben. Under Santonio Holmes. Doc. Under Santonio Holmes. Wow. Doc, another two points. Under and Santonio Holmes. Johnny, you got one with the I get two. I said under. He said under. Oh, you did? Okay. You got the two as well. (laughs) You got a big big bagel for that one. The last one here. I think, John, if you get both of them, I I think. Yeah. I got to get both. Eric's got to get. One or less. All right. So, Johnny, you're leading this one off. The Super Bowl 39. (laughs) The Patriots. The over or under was 24. Can you tell me what year that was? 
Oh God. I mean, I, this, so I was told there'd be no, 2007. Yeah. I was told there'd yeah. be no math. I'll, I'll go, I'll go over and Brady. Over Not and in this one. Over and Brady doc. So wait, 40 set. You said this was Super Bowl 43. No, Super Bowl 39. Oh, we did 39. 43 with the Steelers. Okay, 43 was the Steelers. That was 2000. Super Bowl 39. This is when I think Woodhead was actually no, Woodhead no, no, he wasn't in it. Um, did so every team that was on here won, right? Uh yeah, this is the winning team. Okay. So I'm going to say Patriots over Dion Branch. I like how you said Patriots when we already knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't get a point for saying Patriots. <laughs> I'm just trying to build my lead on you. Uh, I was I was gonna say over I guess Tom Brady. That's all I could think. Of. <laughs> all right. So what do you do when it's the exact number? What does it count for? It's a push. So, but I mean, <laughs> he didn't give you guys a chance to get that one yeah. right then. That I'll, just take, I'll, just, I'll just take the victory then. Who was so the MVP was, though? It was Dion Branch. What? That's nuts. Yo, I would never would have. Dog, you definitely have a, you're like another tab open or something. I know, nah, man. Remember. That's that's random yeah, bar people, trivia. People who are watching Eric live, check it, check his eyes. You know yes, what, Eric? I, will, I won't give you the full crowd, but I'll give you one person. Yay! <laughs> That's I'm telling y'all that's random bar trivia that Dion Branch has a Super Bowl MVP. I never would have known that. I would have remembered that. <laughs> well, Doc, with the Dion Branch, you get your 15 second FaceTime for the game win, and then we're gonna get Troy out of here. Um, yeah, you know, go Bucks in the Super Bowl. Um, but if you are rooting for the Chiefs, then you can make money. If, I'm so at glad the you cut out. David's happiness. All right. Well. I, we can eject you from this pod. Jimmy, I am a robot. I am a robot. <laughs> well, Troy, really appreciate you coming on the show tonight, man. Your presence was truly a present. <laughs> I appreciate it. One, I appreciate you guys inviting me. I had a blast. This has been an awesome time. So thank you guys again. And again, if y'all want to follow me, you can follow me at T King Mode. I'm That's a writer. You missed, for... you missed my plug for you, man. I was gonna let oh, you. My, I was, oh, I was gonna. Bad. I was gonna. I was gonna put it in for you. Put the plug oh, okay. in the outlet and let no, you go. I, I'm gonna let you do it. I, I won't steal your shot. <laughs> I'm gonna let you do it. So Troy, can you let our <laughs> listeners know where they can find you? Stuff you may be working on, or anything you'd like to plug? Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you can find me at T King Mode on Twitter. I am a writer at Ball Blast Football, as well as I'm a writer at Join Our Circle. I also podcast for them. And I'm one of the co-hosts of Fantasy Football Confidential. We normally air on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow, we're actually going to be doing our show at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Because if you watch this show, you already know that Mr. Matthew Barry was on this show. And Mr. Matthew Barry is going to be on our show tomorrow 5 p.m eastern standard time so come check us out yeah they're gonna kill it they promised they wouldn't bring up any nipple questions i was man the fact that y'all talked about <laughs> that in the first place look you, you you braver than me i ain't gonna talk about that <laughs> no, make, funny. Make, sure, make sure you follow troy's on some flashback fridays as well oh, oh friday yeah. oh it's gonna be a good one this friday y'all so oh, i love that he's a great follow beyond the, the flashback fridays a great guy in the fantasy community for sure so make sure you follow him if you're not already. And everybody listening and watching, we thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the Super Bowl. 
unless you're rooting for the box and I hope it's a miserable time for you. I think all fancy Twitter hopefully will be behind me on that. Hopefully hit a better two just from what we're talking about. So appreciate all y'all go chiefs. We'll catch y'all next week.